you know, I thought that it might be interesting to look at the word home. Aha. Uh -huh. Home is something that by this time, after all of these weeks, people's understanding of home has shifted a bit because they're living there with these people that's supposed to be their family, you know, day in and day out. Right. And it has really changed, um, I think, the way that home is experienced. Yes, indeed. Yeah, the, the focus that the pandemic has put on home and the experience of home is really that which has been sort of tangential or that which has been uh, not ever really considered in depth is being forced to be considered in depth by the pandemic. Right. Home, akin to, uh, from German, Heim, hmm. his base, Kai, let's see, to lie, to home, homestead, hide, to lie down, to home, to rest. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. So it's a resting place. Uh, in, the, in its most basic sense, a place where one lies, L-I-E-S. Yeah, yeah. The word, hence the word rest. Now I lay me down to sleep, lie, or dwelling, mm -hmm. dwell. Yeah. The place where a person or family lives, one's dwelling place, specifically house, apartment, where one lives. The place where one was born or reared. So we're talking about source in a way. Place where one likes to be. Restful or congenial place. Mm -hmm. And the subsidiary definition under that is the grave. Right, yeah. It's it's interesting, you know, to a resting place, place to lie down, uh -huh. and that's... Uh, Ultimate, oh my God, That's the ultimate the, the resting place. Yeah, yeah, the final resting place. Also, looked at from another point of view, the members of a family as a unit, a household and its uh -huh. affairs. Uh -huh. Homes broken up by divorce, mm -hmm. as one of the examples given here. Institution for the care of orphans, a home. People, so a place that you go to to be cared for. People, and of course, people who are old and helpless or orphans, uh, place they go to. The place that is the natural environment of an animal or a plant. Uh-huh. It's home. The place where something is or has been originated or developed. Paris, the home of fashion. In many games, the base or the goal, yeah. home played in baseball, the home or a home specifically, of the family, household, domestic mm -hmm. ones, country, government, at the center of activity or operations, the home office, reaching its goal. The goal, place to come back to, the place to rest, the place that you are from, that you originate, and that you go back to. Yeah, there is that sense of it, I think, that relates to where we ourselves feel comfortable, where we feel, as the saying in French is, uh, to feel comfortable in one's own skin. Ah. So, uh, yeah. like, the sense of place where one feels, without effort, one feels that they've found their place. Yes, yes. I was, uh, I think it was a comment that... Uh, my friend Don Smith put on Facebook or in an email somewhere, so it was posted, and he, he talked about you know, he and his wife are going to go back to Oklahoma next month to stay at a house they have back there for the winter months. And he talked about going home as a place where you just know that you're, you're taken care of. You don't have to be self-reliantly responsible in the sense of, I have this, I have this duty or this job I have to do to keep myself well or such. When I go home, I just know that I'm at a place where I, I am cared for and don't have to worry about doing something or being something in particular. So you, there's no transaction involved. It's uh, the, you're simply there. Yeah, yeah, and every, everything everything is present. Everything required for that sense of uh, security, ease. It's sort of like the origin the original place in terms of source. And, and in the midst of my source, 
Nothing is required to be done. I'm home. I'm home. That's why, Dorothy, there's no place like home. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, that particular drama is interesting because she gets to the end of her big adventure and they tell her that, you know, you've never been anywhere. You, you, All these yeah. adventures that you've been going on are like uh, shadows that you've been playing around in, but you've always been home. Yeah. You've always been able to go home anytime you wanted to. You've always, you've always been home. Just click your heels. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing about home. It's in the case of my present situation of looking about for domiciles, places to dwell, find a new home is really kind of a off the mark because I take the home with me. A new sense of home or new uh, experience of home, in some ways that applies because of trappings, bedrooms, square footage, lawns, climate, traffic, all this sort of thing. But I have home. I'm always home. I always have it with me. That home which is outside, not outside, but outside and inside, and permeates my being, the home that is my essence. So then your search for a domicile is really basically looking for a place where you'll make your home, because your home comes from you. Right. But this is just a new arrangement with a landlord or whatever, because um, you need to make that right now. Yeah, the growth and changing situ situations, which are certainly the case with this world today, demand changing approaches, making moves, pushing the pieces around, and trying to let my sense of home guide me in that. But it's never a case of being lost with no place to go, or being at sea, or in a difficulty having a place, to, finding a place to call home. All the little matters that have to do with lease agreements and deposits and washers and dryers and this, that, and the other thing, utility bills. It's really pretty small stuff if I can just remember and just sort of rest in my sense of home. And I admit, you know, getting up in the morning and saying, oh, dear, what am I going to do about the damn lease agreement? <laughs> it's easy to be distracted by the minutia of moving housing pieces around, transferring goods from here to there. But I realize that or when I realize, when I simply step back and sit in my sense of essential home, that I have an infinite variety of places I could land and be just fine. Right, so there is this difference between housing and, and home. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think about, in the in context of what you've been saying, I think about all of the families that are going through the pandemic um, and not being able to leave their space and being confronted with a situation where, you know, maybe a 15-year-old son or daughter is sitting around the house and not able to be with their friends. Instead, they have to hang out with their parents all the time. <laughs> which makes both the parents and the kid, you know, gets their teeth on edge. Yeah. And so that reminds me of a quotation from that movie we used to watch in Releasing the Hidden Splendor, 67,000 Dreams. Right, yeah, the young film. And where Lawrence Vanderpost was talking about how in India there was always one part of the house that the person could retire to where nobody could disturb them. Uh. And I think that that particular point may actually be meaningful for a lot of people now because we don't have that. Well, I'm kind of making a statement that I don't have any evidence for. But uh, culturally, there was never that in my house. I'll simply say that. You had to fight for solitude if you were going to be in my house because people just walked into the space you were in and they didn't care about it. Mm -hmm. And to really to it's sort of like to find the space that is your sacred space or be able to be to find that place where you could really contemplate your sense of home. You had to go out of the house. 
was very often had to go away to some place, maybe a place out in nature, maybe um, the library, if that was what it was for a certain person at a certain time, or some other place where you could uninterruptedly experience my place, my home, whatever that is to you. Because home is not really a biological gathering of family. I mean, it's soft, it's, the word is used synonymously with that, you know, the broken home and that sort of thing. But I believe that home is really unique for each individual consciousness. How that person embraces, experiences, enjoys, is nurtured by the idea of home is unique to each one of us. So if you're in a household where there's no place where you can go and shut everybody out and just let your unique sense of home have its way with you, I can see how that could be very unnerving, very, very frustrating. Home is a very unique thing to each one of us, and we need to be able to find a way to experience it in its uniqueness for each one of us, express its uniqueness in our expressions, give, give it room to, to work within us or inspire us or comfort us or nurture us. Home is very personal, and you can see why, while at a certain level, you know, the, the, at the level of sentimentality and emotional caring and such that we say, well, I'm going home for Christmas and it's the family coming together, that's the home. But in another situation, the family isn't home. Home is a very unique, sacred place that emanates out of our own particular essence. The first time I think that I got a sense of what you're talking about, really, um, was when I was well into my teens, of probably 17 or 18 years old. And I had had translation class. I was living at, uh, in my hometown, and I had had translation class, and uh, I really glommed onto it. I mean, it really, once I understood what it was about, I really got into it. And I would sit at my dining room table, the same dining room table where I would used to do my homework or whatever, and I would write through a first step of translation. And of course, in the first step, we expand the statement of being where we come to understand all of the implications of what it means to be beingness. Uh -huh. What beingness means, and you know, then you're adding words, and you're looking in the dictionary to see, well, what does fullness mean? And you look around, right. and you find another word. And I would go on these safaris, these adventures, finding new words. <laughs> and um, one thing I noticed was that I would suddenly find myself in the middle of a great silence. It and uh, I could hear the pipes in the house. The you, you hear the little the pipes doing their little clanky clanky thing that they do when you're when it's in the middle of winter and the heat is coming on or something like that. Uh -huh. But the thing is that that sound, the clanky, clanky sound of the pipes, I never heard that sound before. I mean, it was always there, but I never heard it. Mm. But I was in the middle of this silence and, uh, and it, it, it was quite astonishing. And I, I really think that's my personal experience about what you're talking about when you say that our internal sense of home, the, the one that's unique and essential to us, that's what I get. It's a sense of this, um, this silent place where all of the noise and distractions have, have fallen away. Yeah, that reminds me of an experience of my own. I think the first time I, I felt it as a uh, just a loss of myself into something else that was compellingly true, I was riding my bicycle from Schofield Barracks, which is a military post in the middle of Oahu up in the hills, down to Haleiwa. This is a long time ago before that road is, was a constant stream of cars as it is today. And there's when you when you get to the top of, and the cane fields and pineapple fields were still in abundance in the hills there at that time. And I was uh, had kind of crested the peak, so to speak, of the highest point of the fields. And it's a downhill coast from there all the way into Haleiwa, 
you know, some five, six miles down the road and just never touching the pedals. You just sort of hang onto the handlebars and ride and ride and ride and ride. And I remember looking at the ocean and, and the pineapple fields around me and sugarcane fields coming up and the road winding ahead. And I just left and became something else for a while. The next, and the next time I felt something like that was interestingly in Mount Shasta. After I had gotten there, a couple of weeks after I was there, I took my first translation class. I wasn't living on the property. I was living down the road, renting a room in a house. So I was walking home on Saturday evening after class. I left the house, walked off the porch, walked off down through the apple orchard. And right in the middle of the apple orchard, I had that same feeling where I just disappeared into everything with a compelling sense of this is where I belong. Not the apple orchard, not Mount Shasta, not any of that. But I'm exactly where I need to be kind of home. I'm just exactly where I need to be. And everything was just attention. Uh-huh. And it was just compellingly, remarkably having come home. Wow, that's great. Yeah. So I can really, I can relate to what you're talking about there, William. Well, you know, because we talk about concepts all the time, you know, we talk about beingness and we talk about consciousness and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I think it's important, at least it is for me, to kind of share that what we're talking about is something very experiential and that is, um, even though we're talking about words and concepts, and I mean, they're important, it's the actual experience of your own innate self that we're, that we're, we're after here. And, um, and, and that is an indescribable thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is indescribable. You can talk sort of the qualities of it, but yeah, what is that phrase? The Tao that can be named is not the eternal Tao. <laughs> right. All right. the dis- all the descriptions are negative, right? Well, it's not this. <laughs> it's, it's not that. <laughs> yeah. But when you experience it, you'll know. <laughs> <laughs> and until you experience it, words are useless. <laughs> yeah. It will never get you there. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, and of course. In in doing these uh, podcasts, we're always sort of fishing around the edges of fundamental truths that we can get our we can let have their way with us in these things. Insights followed by insights, perhaps followed by contradictions, leading to new insights. Kind of the business of reflective human beings. It's kind of our home in a way. <laughs> we are at home in the fact in the sense when we are seeking home in whatever we're doing. 